Blog Talk Radio. Warning. You have entered the realm of the gods. So give us your mind and your full attention. So you say you deal with esoteric information? I never heard of such. Well, you're in for a treat. Blah talk, blah talk, this is a blah talk. I lean hell bay dropping jewels every day. Blah talk, blah talk, this is a blah talk. Metaphysical, we deal with the spiritual. Blah talk, blah talk, this is a blah talk. I lean hell bay dropping jewels every day. Blah talk, blah talk, this is a blah talk. Metaphysical, we deal with the spiritual. So you claim to be a god? Damn right I'm a god. The maker, the owner, cream of the planet Earth, father of civilization, god of the universe. Wow, I didn't know that. 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 So tune in or lose, friend. All strategies apply mathematically. The information he drop is real powerful. So get your notepad, it's more than an hour full. Watch your jaw, the crew with watch us talk. Indigenous to the land, wherever we stand. First world order, we bring it at home in the first quarter. Invisible lines don't apply, we cross borders. Silly rabbit, knowledge for gods. No matter where you resign, Mars, Temple of Mars. So don't fret or proceed with hesitation. Just tune in to Blog Talk to get the information. Peace.
Brother Fahim Butrinil, filling in for Dr. Aline for the night. I'll be your host for the night. And uh, the topic is supposed to be about nationality again. Uh, I uh, haven't got a chance to gather up enough information for the show tonight, but I think I'll get up enough information to uh, probably to enlighten a lot of folks tonight. I know there will be some that probably will be their first time on the Blog Talk Show, on the First World Order Blog Talk Show tonight. And I hope I will enlighten you, you know, on some of the topics I'm going to hit on tonight about nationality and the birthright issues and dealing with the Circle 7 and so on, dealing with uh, consciousness and the consciousness of the uh, so-called conscious community because, you know, you have a lot of us that are uh, members of the Moorish Divine National Movement well, I wouldn't say members, but I say uh, part of the Moorish Divine National Movement. And you got some of us part of other uh, so-called black movements, like the uh, Pan-Africanists and others. You know, and you got different uh, uh, sects of the Moorish Divine National Movement, like the Moorish Science Temple of America Incorporated. But me, I am uh, presenting the Moorish uh, Temple of Science of the World. That's what I'm presenting, because I understand that there are certain things that the Moore's Science Temple of America Incorporated cannot touch on, uh, the things that we touch on. You know, they are under the 501c3. For those for you who, for those of you that know what that means, okay. Um, I'm here to uh, speak to you tonight, and I hope I've uh, I hope I enlightened some minds tonight. You know, because I know some of you said, well, he's talked about nationality a lot, you know, but uh, what we're trying to do is reach for those who, uh, who haven't heard these, this discussion before. You know, hopefully hopefully that will compel them, or I would say not compel them, but it would uh, enlighten them so that way they would, whether, you know, they, they'd be wanting to file for their nationality and birthright. Because the nationality is the order of the day. Okay. Now, I know those of you have probably heard this before. Like I said, I didn't have enough time to gather enough information for the talk uh, for the blog talk show tonight because Dr. Eileen is caught up into doing some things down there and and trying to get you know get things together for the March uh, get together gathering. So I can understand that and. Uh, I have here, it calls, it's called Nationality and Birthrights. It said, taken from the Moors, the Black Codes of 1724. By lesson book number one, I believe it's by Taj Tariq Bay. Uh, I'm going to stop right here. On YouTube, I was listening to a topic dealing with, uh, uh, I think it was dealing with Brother Lord Abba and Brother uh, the Pan-Africanist. Uh, Chief X, and uh, it was a pretty good, pretty good talk. You know, uh, um, there are certain issues that certain uh, what you call uh, so-called Pan-Africanists or other or so-called African movements, things like that. 
you know, uh, they don't have a clear understanding of what uh, the prophet had left behind for us. You, you know, uh, a lot of them have misunderstandings of what a moor is. You know, uh, a lot of them think that more the word more comes from the from the Latin or the Greek, meaning black. You know, uh, as far as the Greek is concerned, they never really had a real language of their own. Of those of you that didn't know that already, well, I'm here to tell you now they didn't until our ancestors, uh, most of well, most of our ancestors, if you want the truth about it, uh, were Greeks. Most of the ancient Greeks, and far back ancient times, were Moors, believe it or not. You know, so uh, there's a lot of uh, misconceptions about the term Moor and what the word Moor means. You know, uh, Moor means land. You have a connection. You can look in the Black's Law Dictionary in the fourth edition and find out the word Moor. Moor and land are both synonymous terms. You know, we are uh, uh, people who are connected to the earth or connected to the land. We are land-connected people. That's who Moors are. I've, I've stated this about two or th- three lectures ago in the blog talk show that the word aborigine is meaning the first inhabitants or the first original inhabitants of a country or land. The word indigenous is native or a natural people of the land. And the word autochthonous is those who spring forth from the soil of the earth. See, aborigine plus indigenous plus autochthonous equals more. That is a more. And that's any land on the planet Earth. Any land. Because you cannot be just centered just on one or one country or place or continent, like a lot of uh, our Pan-Africanists and uh, sister brothers and sisters do. Uh, I love them dearly, but uh, a lot of them want uh, to claim or call themselves reclaiming the African continent. Some of us came from Africa, but most of us was already here. We are the original people here, and we are the real, uh, you could say, true Americans or Moroccans or Moroccans. More comes from the word mu. Excuse me, comes from the word mu. Word moor, M-U-R, moor, M-U-U-R. And then you have the word more, M-O-O-R. In certain areas of the world, it's pronounced differently. You have some pronounced in certain, uh, certain locations of the planet, so Mari, or Moro, or Mori, or Mur, or Mur, or Mar, or Mer, Mir. Diff- different pronunciations of the word and, and different uh, spellings. Because all of Africa is pronounced differently. Here and these days and times is 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 termed more M O O R. A lot of people don't uh, uh, really un- have a really understanding of the more science teachings as to, uh, dealing with nationality and birthright issues. Uh, you have a lot of people or Africanists or other uh, so-called black groups 
thinking that more means black, and it does not. I just want to put that out there. Cause I'm, I'm, I, I just keep putting it out there, and I keep putting it, I keep putting it out there, and I keep repeating myself because it, I, every time I get on the website and listen to YouTube and uh, you know Facebook, and uh, you got most people still saying that they're black. No, black is a artificial construct, meaning artificial construct means something that's built upon. Uh, falsehood, something that's built on the, something that has no real foundation. That is a artificial. That is a artificial construct. And you know, in case you know, those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, well, that's what that means. So a lot of people, um, they want to talk about Moorish history and the like, and they really don't know what they're talking about. For instance, uh, there's not that many people that are supposed to be conscious-minded that really don't know this is Morocco. You know, this is the Moroccan Empire. They think you're talking about Morocco over in Africa. That is the Moroccan Kingdom. You know, a lot of people saying that, well, a lot of a lot of people said there are Moors on Morocco or Moroccan Moors. That's true. But a lot of you must know what you're saying. No, uh, you're not Moors of the Moroccan uh, uh, kingdom. That's the kingdom in Africa. Over here is the empire, the Moorish empire. If you uh, get a chance, those of you, if you get a chance, check out uh, the Treaty of Peace and Friendship between the Moroccan Empire and the Europeans, United States. And you and you will find that what they were talking about since 1777, dealing with the Treaty of Peace and Friendship. If you uh, ever check out on YouTube, dealing with um, uh, when they gave honors to the Moroccan Empire, people such as Hillary Clinton, uh, President Barack Obama, and uh, you see them walking between. Two uh, two flags. One is the banner of the United States, and the other is the Moroccan flag, the cherry red flag with the uh, green star in the center, and the other side is the stars and stripes. Now, some people say you're talking about Morocco and Africa. That's what they are talking about. In 1777, okay, one Hillary Clinton made this speech that Moroccans has for years, since the birth of this nation, Moroccans has always been in our armed forces, served on by our police force, and served in every capacity on every capacity of the United States. Well, now, this was back in the 1700s. Okay, now, for those who think that they are talking about the Moroccan kingdom over there in Africa, well, the Moroccan kingdom in Africa wasn't really established as a nation until 1956. 
they weren't established as a nation until 1956. So, who was Hillary Clinton talking about? Who was she talking about? Because there definitely wasn't that many Moroccans from Africa over here in this country in the 1700s. So who was she talking about? Moroccans served in every capacity of the United States or country. Or I'm, not, I'm, excuse, I'm sorry, not country, but the corporation, which she's talking about. And the armed forces and all our wars fought in all the wars that this country has fought. The Moroccans has paid tribute to Islam, you know, I mean, a whole shebang to give honors and homage to. So who were her and Barack Obama talking about? They were talking about the Moroccans of the Moroccan Empire here in these Americas, in these northwest, northwest, south, east, central, and the adjoining islands of the Almorocks. Moroccan and America are both one in the same terms. It's just a sound shift in words. That's all it is. I mentioned this time and time and time and time before. You know, but a lot of our people still not getting it. Um, we are uh, a lot of these uh, brothers and sisters of the other so-called black movements are, are really don't really get it. I mean, they don't know that they are Moroccans. They really don't. Because they're always looking over Africa for the Moroccan kingdom over there instead of the Moroccan empire here. Now, I heard, when I was listening to the YouTube the other night, and I was listening to these brothers who were trying to tell uh, the brother Chief X, you know, that, you know, the Moroccan, if you look at the, uh, you can look in the Circle 7. And they would tell you in the Circle 7 that the Moroccan Empire is here. All this is the Moroccan Empire. He asked the brother, uh, brother Lord Abba, well, can you go and go to Morocco? We're talking about speaking of the Moroccan kingdom. Can you go to Morocco and there and vote? You know, Lord Abba said, no, I can't. You know, I mean, no. None of us can. Because that's not the Morocco he's talking about. You'll vote here. Yes, in the Moroccan Empire. But this is what the, the misunderstanding that Chief X has, has, has gotten, you know. Uh, I never met the brother, don't even know the brother, you know. Uh, I don't believe in getting into debates. I don't do them. I'm about getting into building and building up our nation and building up our, 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 all of our tribal nations in this Western Hemisphere, in the North, Central, and South, uh, and Johnny Islands of the Mexican. That's what I believe in doing. 
Let me move along here. Uh, it says here, a maxim. Northwest and southwest of Maxim, along with the adjoining islands, land of the Moors, the descendants of the ancient Moabites. In these contemporary times, a Maxim is called America. Because at one time, this was all Africa at one time, before the Great Split. Before that, it was known as Pangaea. Those who want to accept this or not, those of you don't, well, you know, that's what you have to decide on. And you can look at the maps and tell at one time they were connected. It's like a puzzle, you know. It kind of fixed the puzzle, don't it? Here we have these are the some these are some of the names a Mexican has been called a Mexican Mu Maroc Al Maroc North and Southwest Africa North and South America America is the prefix of a Mexican and the suffix of Africa A M E a maxim. You take the A-M-E from a maxim. Cut it off, and you take the A-F from Africa. And put the R-I-C-A, and you have America. A lot of brothers uh, just want to call themselves Moorish American. Okay. Okay. Uh you have some people saying that uh, uh, actually, actually it's called Moorish American. Some people say no, because Moorish American is not a nationality. It's not a nationality. But we, and the reason why some of them say that because when you said Moorish, you just turned the word more into an adjective. It's, it, you turned it in that's like saying being like a Moor, not actually being a Moor but being like a Moor. And that is true. It's true. But I don't have that much problem with it because sometimes I always say, I, 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 say, I still use the term Moorish, but, all, but, but in reality, reality, the term is Moor. I know some of you will say, well, that's the way the prophet had it worded in the Circle 7 and the 101s and the 102s, you know, and the Moorish literature. The divine, uh, the, the, the the prophet's divine warning to the nations, you know, and other literature, and he did have it worded like that, you know. I, I see old newspaper clippings of back in the 1920s and teens, you know, they're saying Moorish this, Moorish that. But you also you can swing that with a double-edged sword. Moorish also gives you a connection to being a Moor, like British. Brit, British, meaning sons of the covenant, or brothers, or brothers of the covenant, or brothers of the contract. That's what British means, or contract men. And the British Isles, other British parts of the British Isles, you call Irish and Cornish. Time may see 
an Asiatic couple walking down the street. I said, oh, that's a beautiful Moorish couple. You know, not to say that, uh, not questioning the prophet at all, you know, uh, great love and respect for that man. Never met him a day in my life, you know. He'd been long gone before I came on the scene. But sometimes some people can make mistakes. If he wrote though, in any of those uh, literatures, if he wrote them, he might not even wrote any of that in any of that in any of those books. You know, um, but uh, 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 but think about the, what you call the Circle Seven, okay? Or the um, some of the book until the I grant was written by Amwart, the ancient uh, mystical order of the Rosicrucians. That's what Amwart means. I was a member of the Amwart. I'm a Rosicrucian. So I went all the way to the ninth degree, which is the highest degree in the Rosicrucian order. We've got uh, uh, the Aquarian Gospel of Jesus the Christ by Lephus Levi. You find a lot of that into the circle seven. The prophet never really said he wrote that book, the circle seven. He says these were compilations are compiled, a gathering of wisdom that was compiled, meaning he gathered it all up and put it into the circle seven. Didn't mean. He said he wrote he wrote that. Guess what? The Aquarian Gospel of Jesus the Christ also are plagiarizations. Doctor Alin was telling me, hell, uh Lisa Levi got all that from the Bible. Which is another book of plagiarizations. That came from where? From Hikupta. Or some people may say Mithraim, some people may say Kemet, or some people may say Egypt. I would say ancient Egypt. That's where it came from. To the uh, Grant, guess where it came from? From the Kemetic Mystery School System. All the prophet did, Noble Juwali did, was got a bunch of plagiarizers that was already plagiarized long before he put it into the Circle 7. And like uh, Dr. Aileen explained it to me one time, he said, uh, you can get a bunch of potatoes, carrots, and whatever, all the kind of meat and make you some beef stew. He didn't create the potatoes. He didn't create the carrots. He didn't create the beef. Compile different types of foods and cooked it. And presented the dinner to the people. That's what that's what we're getting at. 
You know, a lot of people got, I said, they got a lot of misconceptions. No Bajrawali wrote this, he wrote that, you know. Well, he didn't get that from the, uh, to the uh, grant. No, all he was doing was giving back to us what belonged to us anyway. He didn't take nothing from Levi or to the uh, grant or from other sources. All he was was took back our own science that was taken away from us. A lot of a lot of you that's in the Moorish Divine National Movement, especially those of you in the Moorish Temple of Science of the world, and if you did your really studying like you should have, you really would know this. Okay. It says here the opening statement. Blunt truth is not a popular or respected entity. Amongst those who love, promote, and benefit from the lie, the people who bear the shadow labels of Negro, Black, Colored, Indian, West Indian, Puerto Rican, Latino, Hispanic, White, etc., must learn the truth about their nationality, and their birthrights, and how they were stolen. That which was lost must be reclaimed. And this all what the Prophet Nobu was doing. When he put the Circle 7 together. I hope you're hearing me. And I, and I hope you're not just hearing me. I hope you're feeling what I'm saying here tonight. For those of you that uh, call yourself want to go back to Africa thinking this is the homeland, well, the whole planet Earth is our homeland. Not just one particular land on the planet. And how many of you, and I know you experienced it like I have, how many of you tried to conversation with a lot of these uh, people that come from, a lot of our brothers and sisters that, sisters that come from Africa, how do you uh, try to conversation with them? I try to get close with them. You can't. Most of them will not uh, get close to any of us. This is the part what I'm talking about. Um, I'm looking at one part of the, uh, the YouTube where this couple, this uh, older uh, Asiatic couple that uh, left America and went back to Africa. I don't know what country in Africa with the they were trying to preside in, but they bought them a home and everything, and, you know, they had all their African garb on, and they tried, and they went out to shop at the market. And they, they were what they were realizing that these people in this African country were selling them the same price that they would sell a European or a foreigner. 
and the sister got really upset about that. You know, hey, I'm not one of them, I'm one of you, you know, and they start laughing at her. Why? Because they do not see, they do, they do not identify themselves with us. Most of them don't. I mean, I'm, a, a few of us was actually from Africa, but you have to have direct lineage. You have to have uh, a grandmother or at least a great-grandmother from Africa that you can connect to. Most of us don't want to even claim the title American, but that's who most of us are. Your heritage is here. Time when a lot of us call ourselves African Americans, you're telling the people that you are African descent or African immigrants migrating to America. Therefore, you disassociate yourself and sever all ties to birthright and inheritance to the, to this land, America. That's why you never hear Europeans refer to themselves as European Americans. Because they know what that means. All what they've been saying was they are Europeans, migrants from Europe. And that they are not actual Americans, which they are not. A lot of them will tell you that they're Irish Americans, Italian Americans, German Americans, et cetera, et cetera. So they're still wrong because they're not Americans. But tell them that they're Irish, German, or Italian-Americans. They're saying that they're immigrants from these countries and don't really have no real ties to this continent. That's what they're actually saying. But for for our concern, we are Americans, period. Period. Okay, let me move along here. The presiding fact remains that the masses of the North and North uh, Al Moroccan, we could say parentheses American, continent or living lives, would deny the factual existence of the politically protected social caste. This caste system is the true foundation and continuation of slavery in the Union or of colony states of America, incorporated. For those who are prepared to look truth in the face, Civic Lesson Book Number 2 is presented to continue that process. If you are afraid of exposing the truth about the Western Hemisphere, then close this book at this time and go no further. There are many who know these truths, but few who will tell. Most people who are held to state indenture and enforced servitude are not even aware that slavery still exists. This state of minor mind, or what you say in parentheses, minority, exists for lack of knowledge and of self and the true and suppressed history. The keys to the mysteries of the West have been released. Use them to grow and regain your rightful place within the family of nations. I was looking at this statement called minor mind. That's what means that's what they mean when they call you a minority. If you have a mind of a child. Of a minor. That's what they actually mean. They're not talking about numbers. They're not talking about just a few numbers. 
this is what you call the the legal lease uh, legal lease language that they use on the people to confuse you okay okay herein are many bits and pieces of facts and information which are exposed to clear away the haze, confusion and misconceptions of the human experience in the Americas, our Moroccans. They will reveal the social caste structure. Freedom can never exist for a people who will not face truth and befriend her. To aid and prepare the reader to some of the discomfort which be and needs be is unavoidable. The suggestion is made that the reader do further research into national war records and international world history. The unions of states, institutions will never teach or reveal those truths necessary for the indigenous people, parentheses Moors, to be free. And they won't. It's just like it takes me back to uh, what I was saying earlier about Hillary Clinton. What she was saying that Moroccans have always, have always, have served this country with distinction. Have always served in our military, on our police force, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So who was she talking about? She's not going to come out and say, "Well, yeah, well, look, you call you the for those of you that call yourself African Americans, black, and people of color. I'm talking about you." She's not going to say that. That's not her mission to say that. They had a statement she made before they cut off. She said that, uh, uh, I want to tell you now, the American government had nothing to do with this video, and they cut off. They cut her right off. Those of you that know what I'm talking about, go back and listen to the statement that she made on YouTube, The Rights of Indigenous People. They're not going to tell us who we are. That's for us to do. We have to do the research. Okay. One more hair piece. The word state was substituted for the word colony. The Albion people have usurped the lands of the indigenous Moabite Moorish tribes in the West when state governments issue laws or decrees for the citizen benefit. They refer to and represent the colonists and their descendants only. The reader must be cognizant of all times of the true historical process of the development of the descent names of a maxim. The following are the actual names which have been applied to these Two continents, Northwest and Southwest of Mexico, was later called Northwest and Southwest Africa. Northwest and Southwest Africa was later called Northwest and Southwest Al Morocco, or, or America. America is a corruption of the Moorish Latin words Al Morocco or Morocco. Al Morocco means descendants of Morocco, of Moroccans. Okay. 
Okay, it says there in the introduction, the foundation information of the church and states, connection, the Inquisition and the black codes, and the enslavement of the Moors, label Negroes, black, coloreds, Latinos, etc., as described in this lesson book, is based on fact and research. This civic lesson book is not being presented to attack anyone's beliefs or areas of mental security. This text serves the purpose of exposing true knowledge and history to my people, Moors, who have been deceived by those who have and are presently abusing, misteaching, and misdirecting them due to their lack of knowledge. Truth needs no apology. Law issued from the birthright is reclaimed. And when he says, who have been deceived by those who say that these, that this text serves the purpose of exposing the true knowledge and history to my people and who have been deceived by those who have and are presently abusing, misteaching, and misdirecting them due to their lack of knowledge. And this is what I get from a lot of the, uh, uh, the Pan-Africanists and other so-called black movements. still calling themselves black. And they have no idea that that came from the European slave masters that enslaved our people. They have no idea. Because if they did, they wouldn't call themselves that. I have no problem uh, with the word black. I have a black suit. I have a black pair of shoes. I have a black felt hat. Uh... A lot of a lot of my clothes are, are are the color black. I have no problem with the, with the word black itself, but not when it comes to identify our people. It's an adjective, not a noun or a proper noun. Now. A most a most misanalyzed and devastating social and economic condition exists in the United States of America, corporation, and pervades all territories and jurisdiction under her political con- control. In this instance, the issues and is in relationship to the force civic death, civil litter mortuus. That means civilly dead in the view of the law. Okay, experienced in all areas of society by Asiatics with melanated skin. All people branded with Negro, black, colored, Indian, West Indian, African, Latino, hidden yet institutionalized Christian black codes of 1724. The existence and operation of the codes remain unknown to the majority of its victims. But I'm here to tell you that the uh, Christian... Uh, black codes of 1724 still exist. They are alive and well and kicking. Code system of the church, state, and municipal government was developed by the Occupational Franciscans and the Occupational Company Guild, forces of European Abbeyan nations in the Americas. The black codes were structured and adopted in the early 1700s to govern the Moorish tribes defeated in the ongoing wars in the Morocco, 
provinces properly 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 known as the Americas. The Christian Black Codes will sometimes be referred to in the, this lesson in abbreviated form. This will appear as CBS. Okay. Though the Black Codes pervades all levels of the Union States governments, the heart and soul enforcers of the CBS or in the United or in the Union States at large, all state governments, quasi government agencies, states, court, municipal, city and borough courts, and de facto maritime and admiralty traffic tribunals or European colonial CBC enforcing corporations they use coercion to force licensing licensing permits, state colonists certification certifications, etc on the indigenous moors. These tendencies of the, of the colony state government are few of many. Blah. Government-backed slave and theft systems are fraudulently enforced on and presented to indigenous non-citizens people as law. I'm going to stop right here. Why he call us non-citizens people? Why did they say that? All these states, all these laws, statutes, and ordinances, those are not laws. It is what exactly what it says they are. Statutes, statutes, ordinances, that's all they are. They're not laws. And why did everybody stated that now we are non the indigenous people of this country are non citizens? Well, you can check into the Black Law Dictionary from third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh editions, and they will tell tell you. And even the Bouvier's Dictionary, I believe, in the eighth edition of the Bouvier's Dictionary, it will tell you. that we are not citizens. Judge Taney, uh, uh, the one that ruled over the Dred Scott decision, uh, he was the one that made that statement, that people of African descent can never or never will be citizens of the United States of America. What he's saying is you'll never be really true employees of the United States Corporation. Why? Because we are aboriginal, indigenous, and indigenous to this land of America. Those Moors who call yourselves naturalizing, uh, call yourselves doing a lot of naturalization papers, need to go back and do your homework. When you naturalize, when you naturalize, you just gave up your inheritance, your birthright inheritance to this American country, this land. You just gave it up. You just severed ties, any ties. When you naturalize, 
and then become a natural citizen. All you have to do is look up natural citizen, the Black Law Dictionary, and any other dictionary, the uh, Bouvier and the Ballantines Dictionary, you'll find them. They always relate to pilgrims. What is a pilgrim? A pilgrim is a foreigner. It's an immigrant that comes to any country. To live, not an actual or indigenous or aborigine to that land. So that wasn't naturalization. You want to be nationalized, not a U.S. You want to be a U.S. citizen, which you're not anyway. You're not U.S. citizens. You are an American national. Okay, let me move along here. Administrators of educational systems, religious institutions, industrial and financial institutions, with all the subdivisional support systems under colonial corporate rule, have always used the Black Codes as a policy guide. This, the CBC, the Black Codes, is the underlying truth distinct uh, disguise and the so-called race relations false argument. Government officials, institutional office officers, and false civil rights hustlers and promoters will never admit, admit publicly that the CBCs are the keys to modern caste system econ- economy, pretending to be unaware of them. The reason these people never solve the so-called race problem is because they are the source of them and the beneficiaries of the profit coming out of this fraud and the people's misery. Mm. The most successfully misrepresented body of thought held dear by the subjugated Moors of North America is the fiction of their claimed citizenship within the Union State Society. Actions made on the part of the ignorance and assumptions have created problems of compound proportions in the branded people's communities and within the family structure. They are not and can never be citizens of the United States of American Corporation. Can never be. Why? I'll just say it again because you are aboriginal indigenous to this country, to this land. There are such status corporate property regulated by the states. The main persistent problem that persists among the subjugated people of the Almorites is that they do not know who their enemy is, and they don't. You hear a lot of um, a lot of our brothers and sisters always talking about the Thirteenth Amendment. But if those of you know uh, those of you who don't know, the Thirteenth Amendment was never properly ratified. Neither the Fourteenth Amendment, neither the Fifteenth, or neither the Sixteenth, the one that deals with taxes. 
they were never properly ratified. For those of you that uh, haven't heard this statement before or haven't read this before, I'm going to read it to you. I read it to the in previous uh, blog talk uh, uh, First World Order uh, shows before, but I'm gonna read it again for those who uh, for those I'm reading this for those who uh, uh, first time listeners. Okay, okay. It says a divine warning by the prophet for the nations, the citizens of all free national governments according to their national constitution are all of one family bearing one free national name. Those who fail to recognize the free national name of their constitutional government are classed as undesirables and are subject to all inferior names and abuses and mistreatments that the citizens care to bestow upon them. And it is a sin for any group of people to violate the national constitutional laws of a free national government and cling to the names and the principles that delude to slavery. I'm going to stop right here. Now, uh, some of you get some uh, boards, and really it's a process, as it was explained to me by Sister Kadira, uh, Sister uh, Kadira El Bay, uh, uh, Brother Eileen's consort. Uh, she explained to me uh, that though some people may um, get nationalized as Roy Jones, L. Bay or Roy Jones Bay, Al Ali, or L, you know, or Il, whatever you want to pronounce it. And but so that's a process, you know, you know, you process a process of becoming into one own national self, you know, a one a one of oneself. And then when you do become that, then you change or correct the name into into a different name like. Uh, Mustafa Ahmed El Bay El Bay El Day or Al or Ali. That's when you do it. But I must uh, some of you that still care, uh, especially those of you there in the Moore Science Temple and of American Incorporated across the country. Uh, uh, I hope that maybe a few of you that are listen listening to this program. That a lot of uh, a lot of you naming yourselves Reginald Jackson Bay Thomas Jones L. Those are not free national names. Those are not free national names because what they are looking at is the Jones and the Johnsons. That's what they're looking at that last name that you're still carrying. They're not looking at that Bay or L. As long as you carry these names, you keep transacting business in those other families' names. That's why you would never own anything. You're buying and selling in those families and other families' names that don't belong to you. That's not yours. A lot of uh, 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 people be saying, well, I wanted to keep my last name, our family last name, but that's not your family's last name. That name does not belong to you or your family. And this is the understanding that a lot of us must get a grip on. 
Okay, I'm gonna go on to a little break here, and I'll get back with you. Okay.
All right, all right, all right. I'm back. All right. Let me see here. Let's let's deal with the, uh, the Constitution here for a minute, for a moment here. It says here about the Constitution in the book called "The Adept Lessons of the Moorish Science Temple of Science of the World." Okay, this is the most most holy temple of science of the world. The Adept Lessons. Some of you may get this lesson from uh, uh, Dr. Aline. You know, uh, get on his website or you know, and uh, see if you can, get, uh, can purchase one of these books. A very good book, okay. And also, you can purchase a book called Lesson uh, Number Two by Taj Tariq Bay, dealing with uh, nationality and birthright issues. All right. Okay, let me get up, go on here. Get Get along here. All right. About the Constitution. When was the first meeting held for the Constitution for the United States of North America? The answer is, the first meeting for the Constitution for the United States of North America was held on May 25, 1787. It was adopted over a year later on July 2, 1788 and went into effect on March 4, 1789. The Constitution was ratified about two years after the Treaty of Peace and Friendship between the United States and Morocco, which was ratified in 20, on the 25th day of Shaban, on the, 12th, on a, on the year in the year 1200, our Moorish calendar year which corresponds to August of 1787 A.D., meaning in the year of or after the year of domination. Okay? Okay, a whole lot of you got that, those of listening. Okay. Why are there only ten lawful amendments to the Constitution for the United States Republic of North America. And, all right, I'm, I'm going to ask this question again. Why are there only ten lawful, lawful amendments to the Constitution for the United States Republic of North America? Answer. <clears throat> there are only ten organic amendments to the Constitution for the United States of North America. These ten amendments are known as the Bill of Rights and were adopted in the year 1791 A.D. after the year of domination. There has never been a constitutional convention called in the history of the United States since that time. Therefore, any alleged amendments after the 10th Amendment, meaning the so-called 11th Amendment and all others that have followed it, are not lawful, avoid ab initio, and are, and are not part of the Constitution for the United States of America. Did you get that? For those who didn't get it, I'm going to read this again. Okay, I'm going to read it again. 
Okay, it says here that these Ten Amendments are known as the Bill of Rights and were adopted in the year 1791 A.D. There has never been a constitutional convention called in the history of the United States since that time. Therefore, any alleged amendments after the Tenth Amendment, meaning the so-called Eleventh Amendment and all others that have followed it, are not lawful or void ab initio and are not part of the Constitution for the United States of America. Again, I say this one the book, uh, the Adapt Lessons of the Moors Temple of Science of the World, Holy Temple of Science of the World. So you can get there. I got this book from Dr. Eileen. You can get on his website and purchase this book. Hopefully, you still have copies of it. Okay. Now. In the Treaty of Peace and Friendship, ratified in 1787, a part of the Constitution for the United States Republic of North America, I'll read this again, is, is the Treaty of Peace and Friendship ratified in 1787 a part of the Constitution for the United States Republic of North America? Yes. The Treaty of Peace and Friendship between the United States of America and Morocco, 1787, is a part of the Constitution and is binding law. How is the Treaty of Peace and Friendship deemed as binding law under the Constitution for the United States Republic of North America? Question asked. The Treaty of Peace and Friendship is binding law in all the states of the United States, and is affirmed as follows. Article 6 of the Constitution for the United States of North America states. Here it is. All debts, contracted, and engagements entered into before and an adoption of this Constitution shall be as valid against the United States under this Constitution as under the Confederation. The Constitution and the laws of the United States which shall be made in pursuance thereof, and all treaties made or which shall be made under the authority of the United States shall be the supreme law of the land, and the judges in every state shall be bound thereby. Anything in the Constitution or laws of any state is the contrary, notwithstanding. The senators and representatives before mentioned and the members of the several state legislatures and all executive and judicial officers, both of the United States and of the several states, shall be bound by oath or affirmation to support this Constitution, but no religious test shall ever be required as a, quali as a qualification to any office or public trust under the United States. So why were they asking Obama, why were they tripping off Obama being a Muslim or not oh, when he took office in 209? That tells you they didn't know nothing about the Constitution. 
they didn't. There is no requirement of, of any religious uh, faith or belief that you have in an order. There is no requirement in order to occupy any office or public office of the United States of America. And that includes uh, the states. Or you can say uh, it's, it's a subsidiary or a subsidiary corporation, corporations of the United States Corporation, which is all they are. Subsidiary corporations of the United States Corporation. Those of you who know that these are nothing but corporations. That's why when you get nationalized, you get your nationalization papers. I said it again. I said it before. 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 I'm going to say it again and again that you get the certain papers notarized. You'll see on our papers, you see set of you get set of papers that are notarized that says perjury, uh, perjury jurat. It has different people's signature on it. And you get that done, then you take it to the county recorder of records and deeds. You take it to the county recorder of records and deeds. Why to the county? Because the county is the law. The Moors made the counties. That's a law. And after you, after you get that done, uh, a week later, they send the papers back to you. <clears throat> if it had been rebutted in 30 days, it stands as law. And if you wish, if you, and if you wish to do so, you can go to uh, any newspaper and have that done. It's not necessary. But you can have that done if you chose to do so. You go to the county recorder, not to the county, but the county circuit court clerk office, not a judge, because you are having a name correction, not a name change, a name correction. Uh, some over here, some brothers and sisters having problems in some states with that. So sometimes you got to have them done in another, another state. Doesn't make any difference of the court order. It's a court order for nationalization papers, because you get nationalized, not being localized. The court order is good in every state in the union states. Don't let nobody tell you that they're not. Okay, I'm gonna move along here. <clears throat> okay. Oral and written supplements by the Prophet Noble Juwali. Says here, because the texts of administrative functions are mostly related to civics and to the administration of government, many of the chosen statements and writings of the Prophet Noble Juwali will reflect the political and social aspects of the nation. Civics are inherently a part of the Moorish divine and national movement, particularly since the redemption of the Moors of Northwest Amexum is not only spiritual but primarily political and economic and geographical, etc., inclusive of corporal and incorporal inheritance, a vast estate. These statements and writings are placed herein for serious analytical considerations. 
This is due to the fact that the newly uh, newly awakened Moors or Moors cannot reasonably exercise government in harmonious in a harmonious and stable order if, if they are not on a broad spectrum reintroduced to the fundamental structure and constitutional principles that undergird organized moral and ethical government. For those among us who are, are active and not passive, it would be wise to take these oral statements and writings seriously with the forelight or uh, foresight I'm sorry, I read that wrong. But the foresight and body therein, we can apply them to the social, economic, and political issues faced by Moorish Americans in their day-to-day affairs with other nations, nationalities, and jurisdictions, and the government in which they live, etc. Logistically, intellectually, these statements and writings also give grounds for the pre-considerations in the administration of government giving weight to other areas of social affairs and political subject matters. Their national and organizational exposure and dispensation commands a clarification of status and jurisdiction, foreign and domestic, for further rationale clarification of affirmations, review the first and the seventh paragraphs of the divine warning by the prophet for the nations. Now, we will review a select body of the prophet's oral and written statements with the present tense knowledge of self and charge for the Moors to take our places in the affairs of men. Okay. Says here, now this is supposed to be written by the prophet. Okay. All right. There we go. Oral and written statements. Help me to save my people who have fallen away from constitutional laws of government. I am depending on your support to get them back into the constitutional fold again, that they will learn to love instead of hate and will live according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice, supporting our free national constitution of the United States of America. Now, he's saying our free constitution of the United States of America. Now, I'm going to stop right here. How many, how many, a lot of these so-called black revolutionaries, pan-Africanists, and other so-called black movements know that this is our Constitution. That this Constitution, what he's talking about, has been here for hundreds of hundreds of thousands of thousands of years, long before any European or even so-called Native American set foot on these shores. How many of them know that? They keep saying this is the so-called white man's constitution. How many people know that they're saying that it came from England? How many people know that England does not have a written constitution? They're supposed to have one, yes. But they don't have a written constitution unless they just written it just recently that I don't know nothing about. 
but England does not have a written constitution. The Europeans didn't know anything about this constitution until we presented it to them. We had a government-structured law in these Almorocks or Moroccan Empire for thousands of hundreds, on the hundreds of thousands of years before the Europeans set foot on these shores. I'm putting this out there for those of you that didn't know that. Well, you know now, for those of you that are listening to this broadcast tonight. Okay, let me move along here. Okay, by Prophet Numojuwali. These are the trying hours, dear Moors, and every evil spirit is moving now. They are, are trying every weak mind to tear down and drag out that the true foundations which has been laid by me, the prophet, but if you have love of Allah in your hearts and the spirit of your forefathers, you fear nothing. You hear or see, but will sacrifice to the utmost of your very life to protect your prophet and your movement. This is an everlasting movement founded by the prophet through the will of Allah to redeem his people from their sins. Signed, the prophet. Let me go on. All true Moors will and must obey the law as laid down by their prophet. If they lose confidence in their prophet, they should turn in their card and buttons, cease wearing their turbans and fez, and return to the state where I, the prophet, found you. The prophet. Okay. Here we go. The greatest weapon in the hands of our group today in America is our press. The truth will never be told about a disadvantaged minority by the general press of any country, whether that minority be racial, political, or religious, unless we express ourselves through papers of our own. I'm going to stop right here. I'm going to read this again. Talking about nationality papers. Okay. They're saying that these Europeans don't care about papers. Okay, let me, I'm going to read this all over again for you. The greatest weapon in the hands of our group today in America is our press. The truth will never be told about a disadvantaged minority by the general press of any country, whether that minority be racial, political, or religious, unless we express ourselves through papers of our own. Because, why papers? Because they did papers on us when we were born. Put them brands on us. Black, Negro, colored. African-American, nowadays African-American. Some still, uh, still have black on, on the birth certificates. But nowadays, some African-American. All of these, which are all 
artificial constructs. Says there, unless we express ourselves through papers of our own, the the truth about us will never be told. No. Like I said about Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton's not going to openly tell you you're a Moroccan of the Moroccan Empire, that you are who she's talking about. She wasn't going to openly tell you that. That's for us to find out. That's that's for the truth for us to find out for ourselves. Okay? Our papers, our papers are only our only hope of shoveling ourselves out from under the avalanche of lies that are annually let loose upon us. A strong free press is the best possible possible safeguard of the liberties and general promotion and defense of the interests of a strong free people. Prophet Noble Juwali. Okay, it says here, Kavit Emptor. That's Moorish Latin. Don't know what it means. If I knew, I'd definitely tell you, but I don't know what it means. Because, see, I always tell tell you, if something I don't know what it means, I tell you I don't know. I never tell anyone that I'm an all-knower. As I said it and I said it again, I'm not an all-knower. And I'm too smart. To make a stupid statement like that. Okay? Okay, let me move along here. Boys are men upright, independent, and fearless who care for their loved ones and follow the prophet to a destination which which is not uncertain nor unknown. They are fortified by the impregnable doctrine built upon love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. It is therefore folly at its greatest height for smelly culprits with their insidious plans to invade such rim. They try and try again, but their own but their own had had planning brings wrath upon their heads like the sword of old domiciles, bad intrigue and unscrupulous cunning find a difficult path to travel within the ranks of the Moors. There is so because the hold on, I can't read this too good. Kind of blurred here. Okay, now I got it. More because the Moors movement has been well, because the Moors movement has been well planned by the Prophet Noble Juwali, whose latent powers are abundant, unknown. And may he call into action as a matter of defense of any moment. Noble Juwali, Prophet Noble Juwali, all know the people who, within his ranks who are interested. They are vanguards of the movement as the Moorish boards increase here in the Americas. Or I would say the Moorish hordes. I mispronounced mis- that, sorry. Or the Moorish hordes increase here in America. All of the Moors are active and not passive. A member of interest can only be in one direction, and having 
travel over the road years before the prophet knows where every member is along the road. A few feet below is another road where schemes work, where traitors grin and culprits bask in the sun. They think they are on the on the same road with the true moors, but the moors are high above on a pinnacle where they might view the destructionists as they fall for the last time and their bones bleached in the in the sultry midday sun. Hungry scavengers flying high catch, scent, devour, and leaving, crying out to Kavit Emperor, cast out the dead carcass. The moors, the moors high above, see these plotters, purveyors, the worst that exists, hurl themselves downward by their own works as the hawks wait. Hmm. Okay. Says here the voice of the prophet. If you have race pride and love your race, join the Moore Science Temple of America and become a part of this divine movement. Then you will have power to redeem your race because you will know who you are and who your forefathers were. Because there because where there is unity there is strength. Together we stand, divided we fall. Come, good people, because I, the prophet, sent to redeem this nation from mental slavery, which you have now need every one of you who think that you uh, that your condition can be better. This is a field open to strong men and women to uplift the nation and take your place in the affairs of men. If the Europeans and other nations are helping me, why not you? I'm going to read this again. <clears throat> if the Europeans and other nations are helping me, why not to you? It is your problem. So what, is, what, is, what was he telling you there? He had other people that was helping him. He had other people that were helping, helping him. Why? Because they, they knew it was just as good for them as it is for us. Okay. Okay, where was okay. Then okay. <clears throat> if you have a nation, you must have a free national name order to be recognized by the nation as an American citizen. This is what was meant when it was said, Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, and all these things will be added unto you. By the prophet. <clears throat> okay. In the promotion of plans for the betterment of mankind, there has ever been some kind of opposition. And strange as it may seem, such opposition has come from sources where there was no idea of where and where there was of a lack of courage to, to force intention 
to the ideas, whether in church, state, or the social community, in any attempt to do anything out of the usual way, seldom fails to receive criticism. The prophet. Okay. I bought you everything it takes to save a nation. Now take it and save yourselves. When he said that the prophet was holding up a holy Koran of the Moor Science Temple of America and a questionnaire to show the books which we need to save ourselves. Children. You're at home, and the European is 3,000 miles from home, and he is going to have to take on some water. One day, every wheel of industry is going to stop, and when they start up again, it will be the Asiatic. It will be in the Asiatic favor. I am going to stop. I am going to stop the European from thinking and start you more and and thinking for your own good. If you, if you got people in the South, get them out because that is where destruction is going to start. For the various lynching and murders that were committed in the South, the South is going to have to pay off and pay off in blood. In the year 2000, Did you hear this? Say it again. In the year 2000, the Moors will come into their own. This is now, sisters and brothers. Okay. I am going to leave the European here just long enough to teach you how to run a government. I had to go around my elbow to get to things or to get to uh, to get to my thumb to get what I wanted established in this government. Watch the newspapers and listen to the video. I'm going to make the European tell the truth. It will take 50 years to find out what I brought you, and if you and if you're not careful. Fifty years after I'm gone, you won't know that I have been here. Let me stop right here. Now, how many of us, how many people even never heard of Noble Drew Ali? Of our people. Our people. How many of our people ever heard of Noble Drew Ali after, after he made this statement after 50 years? If you're not careful, you will never know I was even here. why I keep repeating a lot of things I'll be repeating. A lot of people want to go on to something else. Well, we want to go on to commerce. We want to go on to authentication of the birth certificates. We want to go on doing the UCCs. Uh, we want to go on using the non-UCCs. We want to go on to the executive papers and executive letters, you know, and so forth and so forth and so forth. 
but had never heard of Noble Jew Ali. Some of you don't even know what a true national, a free national name is. But you want to get off into commerce. Nothing wrong with that. I don't knock anybody for doing the UCCs or the non-UCCs. Or authenticating the birth certificates. Because these are things that we all need if we want to op- operate in commerce. Because right now, our government is still under occupation. Pins are under it now. But soon, we will be. Okay. There is going to be an earthquake that will split the United States in two. The third and fourth generations will see the good of my work. It doesn't make any difference which way things look like. They're going. They're going. It's all going to end up in the Asiatic hands. I brought you your nationality, your religion, and title to your vast estate. What do you want me to do? Kill you? <laughs> All nations will turn against the United States one day. Prophet Nojuali. Okay. I don't want and when I'm when I'm when I give these lectures on the first world on the blog talk show, I don't want you to just to hear me. I don't want you to just be listening to me. I want you to feel feel me as well. I want you to be feeling this what Aleem and I are talking about. Because a lot of you be hearing what what we be saying. And no, you know you're listening, but you're not feeling it. Not really. Okay, let me move along here. <clears throat> this section in the, in the lesson number two book by Taj Tariq Bay, it says the race game. To continuously distort and hide the true history and nature of institutionalized chattel and contract slavery in the Americas. The race game was introduced as a distractive social argument. The race, color, and creed moral arguments, including the institutions established for their support, are propagated by the proponents of the on of the unconstitutional 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments, which have no operative value at law. You hear me what I said? Hear what, hear, hear me what I read this statement? Let me read it again. Uh, for you to always talk about the 13th Amendment all the time. Okay. The race, color, and creed, moral arguments, including the institutions established for the support 
are propagated by the proponents of the un of the unconstitutional thirteenth, fourteenth, and fifteenth amendments, which have no operative value at law. The race game has been, however, a highly successful religious and political social order control system. It is used to promote naive passivity and is often other disguised as law, but not law, is what he's saying. The race, color, and freedom of creed claims of equal justice, and the people using them have never been truly protected by the colonial states officials with constitutional law in the United States of America or in any province or territory under the U.S. corporate jurisdiction. The reason this can be said is that the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments are attached to the Bill of Rights and to the Constitution or any de jure law. Any laws? I'm going to read this again. The reason this can be said is that the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments are attached to the Bill of Rights and not to the Constitution or any de jure law. Any laws made or which may be proposed to be made using the above amendments as a foundation are not and can never be the law of the land. Any laws made relative to the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments are negative law. The 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments are unconstitutional due to their ex post facto nature. No law made from them can be valid at law. All supreme laws within the country's jurisdiction must have the power of the sovereign authority of the organic seven articles of the Constitution of the Republic of the United States of America to back them up. Granted that the masses have been fooled by the maneuvering and passionate arguments made over civil rights issues. However, skillful arguments and active centered around sensitive and social issues and problems do not mean constitutional law exists to support them. Did y'all get that? Okay, let me move along here. All a people who are not free in the mind can never be free in the body. It is anyone it is any wonder that the people accepting the labels Negro, Black, Colored, Indian, West Indian, Latino, etc., are not free in their own lands. America. Question. If the people have been educated and taught the truth about themselves and, and, and how laws are made, why then are they not free? Good question. The question to think about. Why do the people debase themselves and hide and hide behind and hide behind the seafood color of law? Opportunities or opportunists, blind state state appointed leaders who are claiming rights and freedom that do not exist for displaced people for displaced people under the Constitution of the United States of America? 
is hypocrisy a fair word to use? Maybe hypocrisy is an understatement. Huh. <clears throat> the truth about sovereignty and the basic order of law must be taught back or must be taught back to the people. The colonists and their descendants have deceived the indigenous Moors <clears throat> with the false beliefs that they, the colonists, are the sovereign authority in the Americas. This is not true. This is not their land. The state colonists have made claim to sovereignty that is not their own. This is why they use the color code system against the indigenous people. This political subversion distorts the true fact that sovereign comes from and through nationality alone. When the nationality of a person or people is publicly declared, the law of that nation becomes obvious to, to all who may be concerned. In turn, this civic knowledge exposes who, what, when, why, and where anyone's claim of authority resides. Talking about sovereignty, we're not talking about us being sovereigns, sisters and brothers. Don't get that misconstrued. Don't, don't get, get that screwed up. Yes, to be true, we are the sovereign, we are the aboriginal indigenous autonomous people of America, so of these Americas. Yes, that is true, but not in the sense what the European is talking about. Matter of fact, they can never be sovereign. This is not something or racial or biased statement I'm making against them, nothing like that. They're, they're, but they are not the sovereign and can never be. Because they are not Aboriginal, Indigenous, autonomous to this land. Now, that, that, that that doesn't have anything. Me have any personal grudge or hatred for them, which I don't. Because some of them are tr- trying to help us uh, out of this mess and try to correct correct this mess, as uh, a lot of our own people are. You got a lot of our own people that's still selling us out. A lot of your more science temples of America uh, across the uh, country have been comp- compromised, been infiltrated, even among uh, the 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 the, the uh, more divine national movement. Those that are not in the in the temples have been bought off and will sell you out for a dollar. And I'm gonna give you some books to uh uh those of you who haven't heard of these books yet, I'm gonna I'm gonna announce them the book called The First World Order by Brother Asur Alim Lutapak El Bay, the first world by Brother Alim, which is a dear brother and friend of mine. Uh, a very interesting book. should be in every Moore's library. Uh, you should also get uh, Lessons uh, Number 2 by Taj, uh, Civic Lessons Number 2 by Taj Tariq Bay, a very good uh, pamphlet book to have in your library. And you should get um, a book by um, Richard Smith, the European.
and author. The book is called The Moor, the Mason, and the Alien. I repeat, The Moor, the Mason, and the Alien by Richard Smith. You're going to get a book called uh, The Moorish Empire, a historical epitome by Budget Meekin. And you also should get a book called Moors and Masonry. Moors and Masonry. Another dear brother and dear friend of mine, brother by brother Abdullah El Talib Mosibe. You can get on Brother Eileen's website and look for the uh, book, uh, The First World Order. Very good book. As I said, I said again. Uh, it should be in every Moore's library and also Moore's and Matries by Brother uh, Abdullah Ilkali Mosi Bay. Get on, uh, get on his website called the Civil Letter, the Moore's, uh, www.com, Moore's Civil Letter, dot, that. Say it again. www.moorescivilletter.net. And you can get on, like I said, for the First World Order, you can get on Brother, uh, my dear friend, Brother Eileen's book, The First World Order. Get on his get on his website. Those of you who already know his website, get on that. Very interesting books. Also, you can get a book um, called Moors by Cosmo L. Moors, what they didn't teach you your black history class by Cosmo L. And also, you can get a book. Um, I advise you to get this book. Uh, a book is called Moorings by a brother. His name is Blackmore. His last name is Blackmore. I don't know his name, but his, uh, his, uh, his uh, last name is Blackmore. And the book is called Moorings. About the Portuguese expansion in Africa. Very interesting books that you need to have in your library. Okay? And as I said before, I, I don't wish to insult or to step on anybody's toes. Uh, all I wish is to educate and bring, to bring the light that I have learned, what little light I have learned to my sisters and brothers. Because what I want for myself, I want for my sisters and brothers also. All right, brothers and sisters, I'm getting ready to sign off here. And as I always say to you, that means peace, family. Peace.